Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Basics program with Rabbi El Shalom. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about emotion versus logic. When we're in a situation that our emotions and the logic don't agree with each other, should we follow the logic or should we listen to our feelings? We are going to dive deep into that on today's episode. I'm Israel Yudkowsky. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about emotion versus logic and what is the importance of each one of them. So, Rabeliel, take it away. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, so yeah, this topic is more of a fun topic. Um, we're going to have like a nice break, you know, from the very intense things that we were learning. And before we get to the episodes of Olam Haba, so I thought it would be... So I thought it would be nice to break it a little bit with this topic. It's kind of a continuation of the love relationships. It's connected to that, but it's more of a broad concept. Emotions and logic in the world, emotion versus logic, okay? So the the first kind of, it's not such a hard question, but it just makes you think, um, uh, you know, in the world, you look around, you see people that... I call it their 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 front is more logical or more emotional. What do I mean by front? Like their first response, like whenever and any time they get into a decision that they need to make or the way they feel or see something, uh, for some people it's going to be more their front kind of, like their more dominant part is more logical. And some people you see that their more dominant part is more logical. They, the, their approach so things are either more emotional or logical. Now, obviously, even a person that we call him a very emotional person, right? He still has logic to him. It doesn't say that he doesn't have he doesn't have any logic, but his that's why I say his front is more like emotional. And then you have people that they see things in a lot more of a you know cold way. I'm going to get to this why I'm using the word cold later on, but their kind of approach to things in this world is more of a in, in a logical filter. They look at things more logically. And the question is, like, first of all, it's a fascinating thing. I hope if you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you just need to pay sure. it. It's out there. I mean, I don't need to prove it because everyone sees it. Uh, but I always was fascinating and I, was, I wanted to look in, in our sources, like, what do we think about this of emotional and logical and and what is and and the real question over here let's call it a question what is the right amount or way to go about this emotional or logic like what's the right um recipe to have in you um, what should using... I be listening to more if each one is pulling me a different way right so that we're going to talk later on that obviously Logic is logic and emotions is our emotions, right? And we're going to talk later if what if you feel now it's right now it's day. Um, I'm not lying. It's actually day, right? So now it's day and I'm and I, but I feel it's night, right? So that's obviously not, not what we're talking about. In the world, there are some things that are emotional and some things that are logical. One plus one equals two, regardless of your feelings, right? We're going <laughs> to, I know you're pushing towards that line <laughs> what is the line Israel? facts don't care about your feelings yeah Israel loves that line by uh, ben, ben shapiro, shapiro that facts don't care about your feelings so let's leave that for later because i want to first talk about emotions and logic but again back to the question is again just to make it clear is what is the right amount to have of your logic or emotion and people that have a natural tendency to be more emotional or more logical, like what's the right right way to live, right? And if I'm more emotional and that's wrong, so maybe I should work on being more logical, or maybe someone that's too logical, he should work on being more emotional. How much should it be? Should it be fifty fifty? Should it be seventy thirty? Should it be thirty seventy? <laughs> no, yeah? I think it depends. Where you know, sometimes you need to work based on emotion, and sometimes you need to just forget about the emotions and 
go straight to logic. No? Right. So what's my guiding uh, for that? Yeah, that's basically. So like, how do I know when to use how much of what? Right. What is the right way to go? Hmm. So in order to start diving into that, we need a we need a understand. We need to get into the war zone where there's you know to understand it. You need to get to the fight. What do I mean by that? Let's let's examine cases when the emotion um, contradicts the logic, like clashes with the logic, or the logic clashes with the emotion. And I'm going to bring two two episodes, okay? Not necessarily entirely true, right? But it it definitely could happen. These episodes that I'm talking about, and you just you just take these two incidents that I'm going to talk about and apply it to any other real um, episode in your life. So imagine you woke up, you had a great morning, like a wonderful morning, great weather outside, the birds are chirping, you're walking out of the house with your tefillin, you go to shul, and um, like everything is going well, right? You saw your friend, he gave you a great smile, you feel so connected. You start praying, and you're getting now to uh, the best part of davening, right before Krishna, right? Ah, uh, you're feeling great. You had your coffee in the morning. I forgot to mention that, of oh, course. Goes without mentioning, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the coffee was you great. You said good morning. You said coffee. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everything worked out well. Then you're about to say Shema Yisrael. You're all excited. When suddenly, bang, someone knocks into you from behind you and you smell this horrible smell. You turn around and this is what you see. A large person with hair everywhere, um, with a terrible smell coming out of him, a, a poor beggar standing there and he's saying very loud, Tzedake. And he like kind of ruined your whole moment, right? He pushed you and now it smells and he's asking for tzedakah. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone, right? Some Every person will kind of respond to it differently, but more or less, you'll get upset from that episode, right? This guy just pushed you, shoved you, let's say even knocked down your sitter or something. And it was a not pleasant um, thing. So your first response is like, hey, what are you doing? Leave, you know, you, you ruined my morning, right? Um, the story is not op- over. He's holding um, a note in his hand. And you see the signature of, of the rabbi, you know, your rabbi even, saying, please help this man. This man is legit. He's for real. And he really needs your help. He's poor man, he's, he's lost his wife or whatever, right? So over here, that's a story of your emotions having a fight with your logic, right? Your emotions like, I don't want to give it to the just ruin my day, just go do something with your life. I don't know what some people would say. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. As a lot of Israelis like to say. Yeah, and they would get upset at him, right? Emotionally, you would get, but your logic is speaking, your logic is saying, man, my rabbi said that this guy really needs help. He's a real nebuch. Who knows how he got to this point? How to, to this terrible situation that he's in? So that's when you have a fight between your emotions and your logic. And your logic is kind of telling you to do the right thing. Your emotions are like pushing you to the other direction. Give me, let me give you a different episode. Um, it kind of happened, didn't really happen to me, but it, it did happen. What I mean is, I used to teach in the old city in Shiva Birkas Torah. Um, and I remember for, for a long, long uh, period of time, there was a woman, an Arab woman, sitting outside of Jaffa Gate. And she was sitting there on the floor. She was begging for money. And to make people, uh, you know, feel emotional and give her give her money she brought her little baby that was literally looked to me like a month old okay um and uh poor baby a month old baby sitting there in the sun right 
I mean, Baruch Hashem have children, and I, I you know, it, that scene kind of could could tear you apart, right? Seeing a baby in the sun, ugh, I, I just, you know, it was a, it was a terrible sight to see, right? And she gives you this face of like begging, begging for mercy, right? So now, uh, now I'm gonna give a twist in the story that I don't know, but let's say I know for some fact, you know, I know the fact that she comes from a very dangerous village and most probably she belongs to this family of terrorists, right? And if I give her money, probably we'll go to terrorists. Okay, so this part I'm I'm setting up in the story just to just to bring out the point. But let's say I I kind of knew that she comes from a family from a very um problematic um family you know, from an area that we know that this money can go to to very bad things to very bad things and to harm Jews right so my number one my logic is telling me don't give her don't give her the money my emotions are speaking very differently my emotions are seeing a baby oh poor woman i really wanted to help her a lot of people that hear the story when I say this, she was like, what? I had no problem. I have no problem dealing with my emotions. I wouldn't never give her. She, they're the enemy. But stay there. But you know what I'm saying? You, you have a baby yeah. here that's a month old in the sun. And your emotions are saying, you know what? Maybe, you know, yeah, I, I feel bad. On the other hand, the Poor logic baby. is holding yeah. you back. So here's two stories that you see. The logic and the emotion can play to both sides. Right, but that's kind of a, an example, and you can go check in your life, see how many examples you have of your logic fighting your emotion. Okay, mm-hmm. so I just brought these two things to guide you, and and that sometimes the emotion could be to the to the good side, and sometimes the logic to the bad side, and vice versa. Okay, so um, some people it's not a it's not a problem for them. They 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 say, "Listen, I am I'm more emotion like I am more logical person, so I have no issue." And some person will say, "I have a I'm more um, uh, um, emotional, so you know I have no issue when it comes to other sides and like you know like having compassion on this in this poor guy, right? He have so okay, he pushed me, but I have so much rachamim, I have so much emotion going on that you know my logic is not bothering me in that sense. You know what I mean? So some people say that. But we're what we're trying to find out over here is what is the right way to that I should be. I don't want to be just the way I was born. I want to work on being having the right amount and how to conduct my emotions and my logic. Um I would go off the topic a little bit. I just want to, this is unusual to the podcast. I usually don't do this, that I bring like my own thoughts. But I just want to open something over here that I've been thinking uh, for quite, quite a long time, for like many years. Um, you see that naturally people, you know, uh, I would say very carefully, in we know in 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 the Jewish world, right? You have Sephardi Jews and you have Ashkenazi Jews, which means Jews that came from mostly Europe and Jews that came from the Middle East, from Iraq, Iran. Uh, me myself, disclaimer: uh, my father is Sephardi and my mother is Ashkenazi, so I grew up in kind of living the two worlds of Ashkenazi and Sephardi. I also lived between Israeli and American, you know. Kind of like messed up, <laughs> but a Baruch Hashem. But growing up as knowing, uh, you know, growing up partially in the Sephardi world, partially in the Ashkenazi world, um, I realized that Sephardi Jews are, in general, are more, their front, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, are more emotional. Now, some people could argue with me and say, well, you're generalizing. So I'm generalizing. I'm I'm actually being very general. Obviously, specifically, some people could be to here and to there. But in general, you can go check for yourself. I mean, don't listen to me. Go go check it out. And yeah, I, I think everyone understands what I'm talking about. So again, I, I'm going off a little bit of what I usually do. I usually just bring you straight, solid Rambam, Ramchal, and 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 Jewish sources. This is a thought based because I'm gonna get back to 
the sources and we're going to try to understand some point over here. Um, and then I realized that, yeah, and, and Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi Jews are kind of more, their front is more kind of logically driven. And then I realized that the obvious difference between the two is warmth and, uh, you know, being warm and being more cold. Right? When you have a guy, he's more of a cold person and he's more of a warm person. What do we refer as warm and, and cold? Um, um, you know, by Sephardim, it's interesting that, you know, maybe you could, <laughs> I'm going to say this very carefully, but I, I don't, no harm, I, I don't mean any anything chas v'shalom bad. But I'm saying Sephardim are, they have the, this incredible warmth, right? And that goes with emotional oriented, right? But also on the other hand, you can be more warm. You know what I mean? You can be, you, you're more warm person and go, go to the good side, it can go to the bad side. And true to the other side, you can be cold, you can use cold to, let's, let's say, manage chaos situations, right? But you're like put together, you're not getting too emotional. And and you're you're staying very you know factual. I, okay, very this is what's focused, happening. Very right. focused, and I know what's happening. Okay, and I'm I'm very in control. On the other hand, you could be uh, using that coldness to chas v'shalom, not um, you know uh, being un- compassionate enough and and feeling someone that's going through a hard time or something like that. So you see, going out of this Fardi and Ashkenazi a second, I'm going to get back to that in a moment, but you see the mile and the chisar and the, the plus and the minus of being cold and and warm a person, right? The warm could go to both sides and the cold can go to both sides. So then it made me think, like, wait, wait a second, the, the, the European Jews came from Europe and the Sephardi Jews came from the Middle East. Let's go beyond the, the Jewish... Where, where the source of gullus places we came out look at the look at the non-jews over there right so you see it gets even more extreme right because jews we 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 got into their country and kind of got influenced um uh down the line of the 2000 years of exile right uh but but look at the nature of europeans versus middle easterns right going out of jews so you see that even, even I would say it a little more of an extreme, right? You have uh, very cold Europeans and uh, very warm Middle Easterns. And like I said, the warmth, when I'm, I'm not trying to say any shame anyone. It goes both sides. I just explained that it goes to the good and to the bad. Now, I want to say something even on a more extreme level. I'm going to get a little bit extreme over here, okay? We're going to take really, really evil people that we know, that we recognize in the last um, generations, right? One is one of the evil, evil groups that we always refer to are the Nazis, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nazi Germany, the Nazis, we know exactly what they did in the Holocaust, right? And I'm going to go to the other very, very cruel people, which are the you know, the suicide bombers, the the terrorists, okay, the 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 Arab terrorists that we know of today. Let's take those two really, really evil people, okay? And I want to show you something incredible. Rav Shimshim Pincus, uh, you see, I'm getting back to sources. Rav Shimshim Pincus, um, he said it, he wrote in one of his books that he was kind of referring to a different point, but I'm going to take it to our point. He was saying that. In in the gas chambers, when they were taking Jew and they were burning them in the crematorium, so one German would would uh, pass the body to the other German to to be burnt, and um, which is just think about that scene is one of the most horrifying. It was one of the lowest points of history that we know of of cruelty, right? Says Severus you know, when they were passing and doing such an evil thing, they were saying, oh, please, and danken, dankische, right? Thank you, and please. They were being very polite. They were being very polite when they were doing the most horrifying thing in the world. 
Rav Shimshon Pincus was pointing it out that that uh, you know being polite doesn't make you a good human. And for another point over there, but I want to take it to this. You see, the the way the Nazis were up op- were operating zero emotion was zero emotions. They were they were able to cancel their emotions again once they demonized the Jews and said that they were rats. They they were doing a good thing. We 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 cannot of. fathom that that amount of coldness of. And look, so they did the most evil thing in the most quote unquote, I'm using my fingers with quote unquote, most logical way, meaning no emotional. Well, obviously, there was some incitement. If you know Gables, Joseph Gables in Machshemo, the, the, he ran the propaganda for Nazis. Obviously, they used emotion and like to get them driving. Because when I say, but again, but they're, they're, what really brought them to the point is again I'm not going to go deep into the history of how how they brought the the German people to to buy into this uh the Nazi propaganda they they sold it in a way that they made Jews basically uh, you know if you get rid of a Jew you're basically cleaning the world you're doing a good thing because the Jews are really just taking the world down holding us back right holding us back exactly based on evolution we spoke about this I think a little bit but uh, this is a long story on the on the Nazi ideology. But of course, they used some incitement and something. But that was not what was driving them. What was driving him was this logic that listen, we're doing something good, and you know, and obviously the actual thing. Then when they were doing it, was cold blooded, like you said before. It was done with like, yeah, he's not a human. Once you say he's not a human, he's a rat. So then I could torture him and do whatever. He, you know, the line gets very, and you go, you go down the line. Plus, add bad mitos and 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 the type of ritzicha that that these people had, and you get that's the result. But it was emotionally, but it was logically driven. Let's go to terrorists. Terrorists, <clears throat> which come from the Middle East, they're doing a cr- cruel thing. They could stab. They could explode in a bus, killing, uh, you know, children. They're doing it driven by their emotion, meaning they're doing the same terrible thing. But if you if you read some stories of, of terrorists, how it happened, it comes with a lot of incitement. Oh, his cousin was killed or something. He gets all hyped up. And then the, sh- the he was listening on Friday to this sheik that it was inciting violence and he gets all hyped up and more one and then he has the, these these terror these organizations stole my land and kicked my family out of their home right and I'm gonna emotion a lot of emotion put it into it to hype him up and when he's hyped up enough and sometimes drugged up but when they hype him enough enough so he's like warm yeah i'm gonna do it and like there's no logic anywhere. And you can see from the way they operated, the Germans, the way they operated was very misudar, very, very, you know. System, hold this. Exactly. The way the terrorists operate is very random, very, uh, you can call it messy, right? They come and sometimes like, it'll, they, you know, you see a lot of these stories. They come to a, a place with a bunch of soldiers. They're coming to stab. They know that there's a million soldiers there with a million rifles. They're coming on the chance that maybe they'll succeed. Like, you know, yeah, the, uh, like coming with a kitchen knife from 200 meters away, they start running at 10 soldiers that were right, and screaming, Allah, like right, and just like, look, right, look at the way they do it. Also, they scream, Allah, you see, it's all and uh, uh, by emotionally driven. You see the incredible difference? Wow. Two very cruel individuals, the worst individuals that we know of, right? Terrible murders. I'm saying there's there's other terrible things in the world, but these are really really bad people that are driven they by exactly the really opposites. Things, yeah. Is that incredible? So I went extreme just to explain it. Okay, back to what to the part that I'm a little bit just speculating and thinking about it. I didn't find enough sources. If anyone hears this podcast, please send us send me some sources to what I'm about to to say. I found it fascinating and I, I really tried to look and I asked people um, to, to give me more background about this but I found it fascinating that look at this the places where they come um, these you know kind of European and Middle Eastern look at the weather in these countries hmm. isn't that interesting Europe is a cold place and the people are 
mostly cold. Like, again, I'm generalizing, of course. I'm, again, I'm being very, not being specific. Um, you go to, if you know some geography, you'll figure out very quickly that you go up to the north to Russia. People there are very cold, right? And more logical driven, less, their emotions are less in the front there. Am I, am I, is it true what I'm saying? Yeah, it's interesting. Let's go down, let's go down south. Let's go down south. Let's go to Africa. Africa, if you know Africans, could be very emotional, like extremely emotional. And where they live in hot countries, right? You can get them. You get you can like, get the. I'm trying to think. Maybe it was the opposite. Maybe you said, "Oh, he's such a cold person," or "Oh, he's so warm." Maybe it came because of this, or Rebbe's like trying to say that the weather actually affects the person. Okay, so a makor. You could find a source in Judaism with the story with Hillel. This guy was betting with his friend that he could. Hillel had he had an incredible patience, right? And uh, this guy said he's going to test Hillel's patience. And he came here of Shabbos and he was asking him a bunch of questions to try to make him lose his patience. And he was asking him random questions. And one of the questions were, like, why do why do the African people have, have wider legs? And and he was just answering him, well, that's because of the, the, sand, the ground they lived, like, meaning the body was shaped based on their environment. Right, like the bigger, like if you have bigger legs, so because you're, you know, stepping in sand, so if it's a small foot, you could sink into the sand, so bigger feet is going to, you know, make more, it easier to walk more on stable. sand. And, and, you know, so that's yeah, a so, famous Gemara, you know, everyone knows this Gemara. Yeah. So maybe you can tie it into there. Um, but over here, it's a little bit more than that. It's not only physical features, it's like kind of your mental, uh, it's your, it's your nefesh. Is it that, the weather outside affects your like emotion versus logic. Well, like, could it? Does it? So that's where I'm. That's where I'm. I'm. Uh, that's where I'm still speculating. But you see, the data is def- definitely going towards it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of people that. No, there is definitely a connection between weather and your and your mood. Of course, kind of like the sun, vitamin D. Yeah, and, you know. And now some people raise. Oh, look at America. America is not a good example. Because America is a mix of people that came from Africa, from Europe, from Russia, from all over. And in the last many, few many years uh, from the Middle East, it's not it's not a fair because it's only around for 200 and something years, right? So it's it's such a mix. So in America, you have this crazy diversity of cold and warm. But America is not a good example for what I'm saying. Let's go to places that they are there for thousands of years, right? Like Europeans, um, uh, you know, close to 2,000 years for sure. You can Middle East, which is even a, even much more. You know, a lot of a lot of these nations got mixed here and there and, and spread around. But more or less, pl- places that are there that are there for for over a thousand, two thousand, three thousand years, you see this. It's incredible that in, they're in cold places. They're more cold people. I mean, again, they're front. I'm not saying that uh, whoever's logical doesn't have emotions or whoever's more emotional doesn't have logic, right? Every person has it a, a bit different percentage, but generally speaking, you see it very clear. It's incredible, no? Incredible yep. point, point. If anyone has more sources, I've been asking for this. For years, literally years, I didn't find. It's just this incredible observation that I have, you know, living in these two worlds, seeing it from the Jewish perspective and abroad. Anyways, okay, so so back to our topic. Okay, back to the sources. That was a pretty long side point. <laughs> pretty long. But pretty uh, interesting. But well. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um okay, so back to sources, what we do know is um, we're gonna have more of a we're gonna have an episode about, on its own about a, a man and woman and parents of, of their job. I don't want to dive into that, but definitely you see, I have to point this out that the difference between a man and a woman, right? Again, generally speaking, is that a a, a woman, generally speaking, will be more emotionally driven, right? And a man, generally speaking, more logical meaning back to that sign point that i was saying like in in middle east countries and and or or if i if allow me to say warm countries right 
they would ha- the the woman there will be more emotional than the the man, right? Even though the men are more emotional than the European men, right? And in Europe, the woman there will be more emotional v- uh, compared to the man, okay, on kind of their level, okay. But definitely, according to the Torah, we see this incredible use of emotion and logic, and we're gonna have a whole episode about how a man uses that more logical um, tendency that he has and the woman using that more emotional tendency that she has, okay? That's a very important part of the tafkid of a man and a woman in the world. You see, every person has to be made out of these two, out of these two things, right? Every person. So for the past couple of weeks, you heard me talking about the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Now, you may ask, why am I pushing this book so much? Why am I talking about it all the time? Well, on this podcast, we are all about the basics of Judaism, building strong Jewish foundations. Now, the best way to become a good Jew is to learn from those who did it the best, the G'dayle Yisrael. From the Chafetz Chaim, Reb Aaron Cutler, Reb Aaron Leib Steinman, the Ger Rebbes, and many, many more. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in Agudis Yisrael for over five decades. He brings us stories of Gedoli Yisrael understanding what made them such great and giant people. What messages could we take and learn from them to help us become better Jews and closer to God? So if you're interested in strengthening your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you should definitely get a copy of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today at artsgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we have a Q&A with Rabbi Liel Shalom. So if you have a question or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Starting next Q&A, not just one, but every person whose question is answered will get a free copy of the fascinating book On the Shoulders of Giants. So, send us your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. And now, let's get back to the show. I just want to dive into another point before we get to the final conclusion. Um, there's no doubt that if you use only one of them, right, you're going to go somewhere wrong. If you use only your logic, you'll go wrong. What? Why? I'm using I pure mean, logic. Yeah, I mean, u- using only emotion, usually I could see how it could possibly take you to the wrong place. Like, you need at least a little bit of logic, usually. Again, I mean, it depends what case, but usually you need um, at least a little bit of logic. But, like, why is it a problem if you only use logic and no emotions? Right. So, <laughs> so... I find this discussion every time I have this. Not in every case. Year. Obviously, there's some cases that you need to use. Yeah, when? When do you need emotions? Maybe, let, you know, you're saying a legit question. It's very interesting <laughs> when I when I, uh, it happens to me time after time when I talk about this topic. So some people, uh, some people that are more emotionally driven, they're like, yeah, obviously you need to have emotion. And people that are more logical is like, yeah, that's a good question. Like, why do you need it? And when I say the opposite, the opposite person will say, will ask the You're opposite. Saying I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a logic. Person. Where, where are you uh, originally from? <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is a little bit racist, but, uh, but no, but I, I really make, need to make this clear that, uh, that I'm saying I'm I don't I'm not meaning any in a bad way because like we said before a logic uh, 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 both one each has a mile and chisar we're just asking in this episode it's like what what is the ideal and how, how how to work with them when the, obviously if they both agree you know if emotion and logic are both pulling me the same way okay you know yeah that's the easy one but when they're each pulling me a different way when there's Mm -hmm. a contradiction between both of them you know what is the correct recipe to work with you know 
basically what 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 should I choose? What side should I go with? The right. emotion or the logic? Right, right. So it bring it brings it to this big argument. I heard so many arguments on this topic. What we were just saying before, and that's what I was telling you. Funny depends who I talk with. The resp- they they don't understand the other question. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I ask, like, yeah. So uh, the question is, why do you need a um like you should maybe you should be only logical driven. That's all. And uh, no emotions. So, so people that are more logical say, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be driven by emotions. And when I ask the op, uh, uh, and, you know, if you're driven by emotions, it's it's terrible. And when I ask the opposite is like, if without emotions, you're like, ter- if you only work by your logic. So what's right? Is there such a thing? Basically, that's the one point I want to find out before we get to the final conclusion. If logic is logic, because logic is logic. I mean, there's no better way to say it. Yeah. One plus one equals two. <laughs> Emotions, right? okay. Each person feels something else. But what is feelings? Of- what is feeling? So exactly, that's what I'm saying. If we under- have a clear understanding of, okay, so logic is logic. So um, when do I need to use emotions? We'll ask the logical person, right? If you're more, lo- if logic is logic, when do I need emotions? Is Should there be a time when the emotion, the logic is telling me not to do something, right? And the emotions are telling me to do something that I should listen to my emotions. My emotions are wrong. It's like saying right now I feel that it's night. My emotions are wrong because the fact, facts don't care about your feeling. That's when you should actually use facts don't care about your feeling. But I want to give you an example. I want to give you an example that, yes, you would use your emotions, regardless of the logic. And the best example for me, again, it's a very hard topic to tap into. It's a very hard. I'm thinking now maybe with your kids. Oh, I'm going to bring an example from a mother. That's why I told you I didn't. Once we understand the episode, when we get to the episode of a father and mother's, uh, you know, role in the world, maybe this will be even understood even better. But um, my best example to start off with is from, from a mother. Imagine a kid, and I'm going to use this example a lot. Um, if a kid comes back home, all scratched up, bruised up, he's bleeding, right? He comes in and uh, like, what happened? His father's like, what happened? And the kid says, whatever, I was fighting with my friends, right? So fathers as being fathers, more dri- uh, logical, driven, we would try to find out that will be at least our natural tendency is like to find out, hey, so what happened? Who were those kids? Let me go get them. And who did you started or they started? Ah, oh, you started. No, uh, no, they started. You're going to get into that to try to find out. The way a mother operates is, is very differently. The mother doesn't see that so much. What is the mother doing? Gives him a hug and hot chocolate and comes And she's, she's and taking him- his boo-boos. She's rinsing it regardless of the logic. Let's say the kid, it was all the kid's fault. It was completely the kid's fault. You found out immediately. You know your kid, right? You know he started off. He, he was, he's a, you know, he was up to no good. And he started off, okay? The mother will have that, compa- will the mother suddenly not have, no, well, you started up. I'm not cleaning your bruises. Nope. Sorry. Logic. I follow logic. Uh, logically, you're going to tell him he's going to bleed. I'm not saying he's going to bleed, but I'm talking about giving this extra emotion, this hug, and 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 comforting him. You need to separate between the two, right? A mother, she knows how to do it because she's that's that's a mother's talent, which I'm going to call in in the next episode. Um, masters of the emotions, right? They're the master of the emotion. Uh, a woman which is this ability to separate between the literally the logic and the emotion and saying, you know what? Logically right now it doesn't matter. Even if it's you know the kid started off and everything doesn't say that that he doesn't need a a comfort and a hug. You see this is a point that's very hard for us men to understand and people that are more emotionally driven will obviously understand it. What I'm trying to say is I'm using this example to say the big chiddush over here. I'm saying something some some people might find it I I had a lot of people not liking this point that I'm saying. But um <laughs> so I'll say it very carefully. 
Emotions is a logic as in itself. Hmm. It's not logical, but it's something as in itself. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied together with the logic, meaning, obviously, it's not logical. I'm not trying to say if a guy says that right now it's not, I feel that it's night, so it makes him night. No, that logic will still say he's wrong, okay? So that's a bad way to use emotions, right? Because it's deliberately contradicting the facts, and facts don't care about your feelings. That's when you should use this line of Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. Very nice. But emotions have have the, its own logic. Again, I'm, I'm borrowing the term logic, right? That you can separate between the two, and what come, specifically when it comes to compassion and love. And love is also one of the best examples, right? When you love someone, there is some point you reach some level that you just throw the logic in the garbage. <laughs> you just push the logic away. You're so overwhelmed with your love and everything, suddenly let's say you don't see something. Again, don't use it for the wrong thing. If, if logically something is bad over there and now you're following your emotions, that's wrong. And that's not what I'm trying to say. That's why people have a hard time because immediately they drive it to when it contradicts and, and you're acting wrong. But it doesn't, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't necessarily need to be driven to a bad thing. Use it emotionally, right? Like loving without any logic. Without any logic. And it doesn't have to contradict the logic. But the logic is not there. Why do you love this person so much? I don't need a fact to, to love him. It's just a thing on its own. You see, people that don't experience it, they have a hard time to understand it because it's only based on experience. It's not a logical thing. You see what I'm saying? It's an experience. That's what I'm saying. That's its own logic. <laughs> I'm borrowing the term logic. It's a brain of its own called emotions. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. You see, that's what I'm saying. It's very dangerous to say facts don't care about your feelings. Therefore, feelings are nothing. Yes, feelings are nothing when, they contrad- when they're trying to knock down the facts. But when it's n- don't forget about the times that it's not knocking down the facts. Mm-hmm. You see this trick I'm doing over here? You're saying if my emotions say that one plus one equals seven. Yeah, that won't work. That's simply facts don't care about your feelings. That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. But you can miss a point there. You can be so excited from, oh, facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feelings are nothing. Mm. Wrong. You're going wrong over here. Because what about all the times that it doesn't contradict the the logic? For example, the kid needs a hug regardless of his fault. Okay, it's his fault. Give him a punishment later. Right now, he's in pain, right? And that pain is not, you know, I'm not going into chinuch right now. That pain doesn't, shouldn't be a payment for what he did, right? You should pay him somewhere else. I'm not going. That's a, that's a chinuch concept. Okay. So right now, look what we're performing. The father could be going and dealing with the logic and he's going, finding those kids and, you know, trying to dealing or he's going to, he's going to tell the, he's going to be telling the kid later on what he did wrong and punish him or whatever it is. But right now, the mother is just using the emotions that's needed, regardless of the logic, she's disconnecting right the now, logic from kid, the emotion. I would say, like you could see, like Rebbe was saying, the emotion is part of the logic. Like you could kind of say, the logic is right now. This kid is feel is in a bad mood and he is feeling sad. So the logic is that he needs a hug to make him feel better. <laughs> that is the logic of the emotions. Right. But it's very hard to get this point, especially for uh, if if you're more logical oriented it still will be hard for you to get this point that logic uh, that sorry that emotion is emotion doesn't have a logic to it but it's a but it could be used without logic when it's not necessarily contradicting the logic Hmm. love love is the best example of it right when you decide to love someone and let's say he did some bad things to you, but you putting pushing everything back onto the side and you decide to love him, right? 
Love is a connection that being done by 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 giving. So that's obviously very logical what I'm saying. When giving creates love, we had that whole share, right? But the love in itself, that the action of love, that you actually have this emotional connection to him, that's not logical. It's not logical. Just doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's why you see people in dating or or even in marriage, or especially when they're newly married, you see them doing all kinds of sometimes awkward and and uh, you know. Let's call it cheesy stuff. You know where it comes from? Because the logic is not playing so much over there. They could do all kinds of cheesy. And I think it's good because they're experiencing the emotions, although there is no logic into it. And it's not contradicting the logic. Okay, so it's cheesy. It's a big deal. Okay. You see, it's very hard to to understand what I'm saying because I'm not trying to say something logical. (laughs) I'm logically trying to explain something not logical. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? But if I got this point across, so emotions is a thing on its own and it should be used. At the right place at the right time. Right. The source for it, the deeper source for it in Judaism comes from Din and Rachamim. Okay, Din and Rachamim. We have judgment. It says that Hashem created the world with Din, with logic. Din is, is judgment, okay? This is what you did. This is what you're going to get paid. You did this. These are the consequences. Goodbye. Okay, that's how Hashem created the world. And then it says, the measures that Hashem saw that the world cannot stand with only din. The world cannot stand only with logic. What did he do? Again, I'm putting, I'm plugging in the word logic. But din, judgment. So Hashem joined it with, he joined Rachim. it with rachamim, with compassion with mercy. What does that mean? What happened there? What did the Rebona Shalom do over there in the world? What is it coming to teach us? Obviously, God doesn't make any mistakes, right? And God created the world. He's God, right? If you understood what God is, obviously he's not like, whoops, I created the world only oh, with I Din. I forgot about that. Oh. I need to do, oh, you know what? I'll put it in Rachamim. No, it was specifically designed for this, and that's bringing us to the conclusion of this episode. Something incredible. This should be like your your guide for life in this topic. The what the way Hashem brought it into this world, com- judgment and compassion, which are kind of contradicting. And you see, these are two concepts, and I'm tying it together with em- logic and emotion. Din is more logic, judgment. That's what it is. That's what you did. That's what you get paid. Rachmim is like. Okay, regardless what you did, you know what? I'm not gonna look at what you did. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let it go. I'll this time, I'll let it go. Oh, letting go, but it doesn't make sense. I let it go. It's an it's rachamim. Rachamim doesn't necessarily is logical. It's not logical. So look what Hashem did. Hashem first made it with din. He didn't make. Why didn't Hashem bring them together? Why did he first din, bring Din and then he says, oh, it can't work with that. Then he needs to join it with Rachamim. Very simple. That brings us to the point. What did we ask at the beginning of the episode? What did we ask? What is the right amount to have? Is it 50, 50, 90, 10? What should it be? Here. I don't really have a number for you, but I have a, a, a new idea how to explain it. You do it like Hashem did it. Your guide in life is logic. First, logic. Who's the winner? Who's the leader? The leader is logic. Why? Because one plus one equals two. But more why is because Hashem, that's how Hashem, because logic is logic. I don't have a better way to explain it. But you can, you could easily understand it. Some people will have a harder time to understand it, just like vice versa. When I explain the emotions, it's again, I struggle with it as well. It's it's very hard to deal with this. But um, the the right way to go about this, and this is the conclusion, is the way Hashem did it. Your logic, like we said, is the leader. But you have to always follow it by emotions. Let's to join it with Rachamim. If you're only going to use logic, you're going to go wrong. If you only, use if you only lose Rachamim, you're going to go wrong. Only emotion. So now the logical people say, 
oh, obviously, if you go only emotional, you're going to go wrong. That's so obvious. <laughs> it's logical. People say, and emotions, like, obviously, only go logic, logic you're going to go wrong, right? You're such a cold blood person, right? So uh, m- maybe it's not a chiddush to you, what I'm saying, but obviously, you need to have both. But the chiddush part is, and what amount, you ask me what amount? Here, here's a guide for life. Your logic is the leader. The emotion always needs to be joined, and it always needs to be in that fashion. You always will first, so regardless if you're an emotional person or a logical person, regardless of your natural tendency, that's why that's the direction that Hashem wants you to work for, that at least in your life, the logic is the leader and the emotions in, is the followers, is secondary. But if you think you can figure out everything, the, the, the logical people are, I think, the ones that need a little bit more chizuk from this. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I think, <laughs> right? That don't forget that every logical move that you do, you have to consult with emotions. Bring him in. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right, that the king is the logic. But you have to join in, bring into the table the emotions. If the emotions are not there on the table, although they are, uh, you know, following, they're not the leader, they're just... They're the following, but if it's not there as a follower, if it's not on the table, you're going to go wrong. You're going to absolutely go wrong. I'll give you a practical example where a simple example, but it should be, it's much broader than that. When you have a friend that's sitting with you in a conversation, right? And he's saying something that you not only disagree, you think it's like wrong, what he's doing, but it's something that involves a lot of pain with him. Let's say he's, he's having a fight with his father. And uh, he's obviously doing wrong, right? He, he, you want to tell him that he's wrong, but obviously he's in a big emotional mess, okay? So your logic is obviously the leader and, and telling you, hey, he's doing something wrong over here, right? And you obviously want to point it out because you want to help him and you're a good person, right? But you didn't bring emotions to the table. And what you need to do is you need to do both. You're going to, your whole, your basically your conversation will be leading, uh, uh, be leading by the logic. You want to bring him the point to tell him, but don't forget to bring into the emotion table. Tell him how much Do you understand him. And you understand him. Give him a Tell hug. Him yeah. <laughs> Give him a hug. It doesn't have to in COVID, I know, whatever. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to bring them both to the table. And a person can go really wrong if he's just going, okay, listen, it's very logically. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. Call up your father right now. Like, no, obviously, like we said, the logic is in the lead. And if he's doing the wrong thing and you want to tell him that he, you know, that he should, you know, be in touch with his father and, you know, fix this problem. Obviously, you need to do it because that's the logic and that's what needs to be happen. But the motion is on the table, so you need to bring it into the fact. And, yes, tell him over, hey. But logically, who cares right now about emotion? But but I need to logically tell him. Right. And you are going to tell him. But, but motion like said, the is... emotions are on the table, so I'm going to do it in an emotional way without hurting his feelings and stuff. But but I'm still going to do the logic thing, right. which is telling him. Because emotion uh-huh. is a, is a thing. Guess 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 what? It is a thing. Okay, that's an really? easy example. <laughs> that's an easy example. What I brought you, but that's definitely when when we go back to the story with the poor man that ruined that ruined your morning, right? And bumped into you, and now he's asking for tzedakah, and you're so upset at him. So obviously, it all boils down to self control. That's a different topic. Right, it obviously goes down to self-control that you need to manage the two with self-control. That that goes without saying. I know obviously I should say this, but it obviously, but when you have self-control, how are you dealing with it? So when 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 you obviously had your your emotions by the poor man bumping into you, your emotions were out there very clear. You're angry, he ruined your morning. Your emotions are very clear out there and they're very suddenly they're very real to you you know i mean suddenly the emotions are a real thing you know when you're angry and when he when he bothered you when it's touching your ego specifically um but then that's when you need to say well logic is the leader okay he made me mad he made me mad right but in this case i'm judging with my logic uh the because he's the leader so i'm gonna judge it and i'm gonna push away my emotions um for his favor and by to give him tzedakah and by the arab woman i would i would uh, kindly dismiss that emotions that emo- but the emotion should be the the compassion to the little baby is 
if somehow I don't know you can figure out a way to help yeah. only the baby and and feed it a, a, a milk fine uh, but yeah, I don't want to get into I don't want to break it down into into practical practical just because i'm just trying to bring this point of how you're dealing with the with this limited situation i'm gonna kindly dismiss my my emotions and say well very nice emotions emotions you're there i calculated you i brought it to the table i hear your defense exactly but don't like say no there's no emotions there's no emotions yeah nothing that's not a that's not the right way to approach it emotions a real thing. Sorry to break so, it so to you. Like that, that, it's that's a real how thing. You could explain like facts don't care about your feelings means there is feelings. Just in this case, the facts like I don't care about they it. But contra- it's there. Because why because don't they care? Contradict. Because they contradict. But if I could find anything. Because who's the who's the leader? Who's the leader, Israel? The logic. The leader is the logic, but but some people take that line. That's why I told you before we started this episode, you were bringing up this facts don't care about feeling, and I told you, listen, there's a big star over here on this. I th- I feel because you could take it very easily. You could take it um, and say, "Oh, facts don't care about your feelings," which means we need to ignore feelings. And I don't care; like feelings don't exist. Right. Facts don't care about right. feelings. It means feelings, feelings don't are exist. nothing. No more feelings. No, it's a dangerous. They are way. something, and they are here. And I did listen to them, but they're contradicting the logic. That's why I'm not, you know, at this point. Like we said, the logic is going to take the lead. Right. But they are there, and I did listen to them, and I know they exist. Right. Right. Like I told you, like that whole side point that I went off and said that the Europeans and Middle Easterns and, and hot countries and warm countries are warm and cold. Obviously, the natural tendency. So people that are more cold, so they have less emotions there. But we were talking about the ideal, regardless of where you're coming from. If you want to get to the ideal point is if you could construct your life having the emotion the the logic as the leader and the emotion as the follower, that beautiful harmony between the two will bring you more on the right track. And you can, you know, if you're more logically driven, you know, like example, bringing Ben Shapiro, he, I'm sure he's struggling more in areas of emotions. And it's probably, he has less of the talent of emotions and that's where he needs to work more on um, feeling Feeling even when it's not logical, obviously when it doesn't necessarily contradict logic. Obviously, I'm not, you know, logic is logic. Um, uh, But emotion, people that I say this to them, they say, obviously, I love him and I always, I'm warm. They obviously will struggle with the other side that sometimes it can go on the border of eh, going over the logic. And sometimes they will do illogical things because they're following their natural tendency of being more emotional driven and that's also a problem so this musr schmooz is going to everyone everyone yeah. everyone There's is included like in saying, this oh emotional people and logical people obviously it's not like you're either this or you're yeah. that like obviously yeah. some people are more this <laughs> yeah. some people are less that, that, that some people are in the middle in general right some, are in the some people are in the that, middle that, yeah. right right and they yeah. have it easier we'll end up with a bracha that we should uh hopefully get to that point, at least be first aware of it and work all the time on getting ourselves so that the perfect balance, which is not 50-50, you see, it's not a 50-50. That perfect balance, the way Hashem constructed this world of first having Dean, first having the logic is the is the is the one, is the leader, and having the emotion driven. When we talk about the episode of a man and woman, we're gonna see that's part of their tafkid, the man takes on that role and the woman takes on that role when they're together, you know, raising a family and having their relationship. So hopefully, Bezrat Hashem, we should uh, have the perfect balance, use it correctly and use it for the right things. Amen. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you were able to learn something new. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.